The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and I'd like to invite the kids of the congregation to come forward. I think there's only one today. How are you today? Good. Good? I got something I want to show you. Do you know what that is? Yeah. What is that? It's a question mark, right? It's kind of big though, right? So what do you do when you have a question? You ask a question, so, but what do you do when you have a question? At school, I used to have to raise my hand and wait and wait and wait and wait. That happens to you too? You know why I have to wait? I do have to wait? Because my hand was always up. I'd always ask a question and the, the teacher would not again. Please, you have way too many questions. But I would ask questions over and over and over again. How about questions like, um, what do you do when you need to find a good restaurant? Look it up. Look it up on what? Google. Google. That's right. It's, Google is great, isn't it? When I was a kid, they had this thing called Ask Jeeves. Yeah. All right. There's some people out there that know what I'm talking about. You do not, though. It, G, ask Steve was kind of like Google before its time. You ask Google, you can ask Google all kinds of questions, right? Like the other day I asked how many people can fit in Disneyland, right? That's a kind of a silly question, but that's, that's kind of a cool question. So how about big questions when you have like big questions like this, like questions about God? Who, who do you ask about questions about God? Exactly. That's right. God asks for our questions, and he really wants to hear about what kind of questions we have. Like, you know what? How does it all work with the Trinity? I'm still waiting for that answer, by the way. Or, or why is it that we celebrate Easter in the spring and, and Christmas in the wintertime? Christmas was in Jesus' morning, and Christmas works a little bit better with snow, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. So all of these questions, you know what? There are no dumb questions at all. I had a teacher that said the only dumb questions are the ones you don't ask. 
Those are the bad, those are the bad questions that you don't want. You want to make sure that if you have a question, you can ask it. And I want to make sure that you know that you can ask God any kind of question you want. Sometimes you can Google it, but Google has really strange answers sometimes when you ask God questions. And Siri has even stranger answers. So, but I want you to know that you can always, always, no matter how big a question is or how small a question is, God will always listen to those questions. Unfortunately, he doesn't answer right away. So sometimes we have to wait for it. But that, that means that helps us with patience, right? And he'll, he really won't let us have our hand up the whole time. He'll, fi- he'll help us figure it out, all right? Okay, shall we pray? Holy God, we thank you for being able to answer all of our questions and being there for us when we can turn to you. We thank you for the gift of Jesus that you give to us each and every day. In your name we pray, amen. All right, thank you so much. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, who lives and reigns amongst us now and forever. Amen. The Beatitudes. When I was younger, I used to think that this, the Beatitudes meant that you had to be these attitudes. But as I've grown up, I've, I've read them a little differently. And you know what? As I read them this week, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are meek. Blessed are those who hunger. Blessed for those who are pure of heart, who are peacemakers. Blessed are those when people revile you. I don't know about you, but does that sound like blessings? I, I had a little bit of a tough time with this this week. Blessed are the poor in spirit and those who mourn. Those of us who know what mourning is like, we, we know that that is, not, that is not a blessing. It is something that is hard to go through. And, it is, and so when I was reading this, I thought, Jesus, really, what are you talking about? What is it? And it's kind of important because he's gone out and away from everybody and, and he's starting to teach. This is the very beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. And so Jesus' words are indeed important but still I struggle and maybe maybe you too too do you feel blessed even on those days that are it's hard to find a blessing when it's a real struggle just to get up and get to work on time. But in the gospel story today, Jesus is gathering those who have been listening to him, gathering his disciples, and he's looking out at a crowd that is not unlike one that is gathered here today. 
crowd that is made up of just different genders and different ages and different nationalities. crowd that is made up of those who are sick and those who are well. Those who are mourning and those who are just thirsting, just thirsting for any amount of good news that Jesus has to offer. When Jesus looks out on this crowd, he sees something that is different. He sees that this crowd that is gathered here to hear him today has an urgency in their hearts. They are waiting, just waiting to hear the good news that he has to offer for them. They're longing for a breath of fresh air, of being able to fan that flame of hope. And then Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. You see, when Jesus talks about these blessings, he's he's looking at this crowd a little deeper than just on the surface. Jesus is looking at this crowd and seeing the everlasting love of God worked out in their lives. Jesus looks out on the crowd and sees that that they are already blessed. In fact, they are greatly honored by, by the living God who lives in, with, and around them. Jesus looks out on this crowd and and sees that the poverty in their hearts is really a yearning for the divine presence. And that in their sorrows and their humility, they open their souls to receive God's consolation and God's love. Those who were gathered there that day, they hungered for mercy and for peace. And they are gathered there today because the Spirit is crying out and longing for healing. For wholeness. For belonging. A sense so deep that it runs all the way back to the beginning of time. That group, that crowd, has a thirst that is so palpable, it can be felt right there with Jesus. In fact, it is their own prayer that the kingdom of heaven would indeed break in just this little bit so that they may know the love that God has for them.
And so Jesus preaches, and he teaches, and he heals. And he says something like this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of blessedness is right there with them. Right there in that aching and praying and crying out and dwelling at the feet of Jesus. It is right there that a God hears their hearts and reveals the compassionate kingdom of God in the midst of a troubled, troubled world. Blessedness is in the deepest truth of their lives. You want to know what's different between the crowd today? the crowd then and the crowd today? Nothing. You too are blessed. Each week we come to hear the word of God proclaimed and we share in the Holy Supper so that we may taste and know the healing power of God in our lives. We too so desperately want to know that this in, is indeed true. Because so often we leave this place and we forget. We are so blessed. We are so blessed that the life of the one who is everlasting love lives within us. It is through Jesus that we know that the kingdom of God is indeed here and now. That we are his. That we are blessed. For the kingdom of God is ours. For we are comforted. We will inherit the earth we will be filled. We will receive mercy and we will see God. And we will be called children of God forever and ever. Amen.